Hey sisters, welcome to the BCS podcast. We have a very special bonus episode for you. I got to have a conversation with Melissa Dyer, author of Learning to Roar, which is our March book club book of the month. I am so excited to share our chat with you and we hope you enjoy this special episode. Hey sisters, I'm Christy, one of the co-founding sisters at Book Club Sisterhood. I am joined today by Melissa Dyer, author of Learning to Roar. We're very excited to chat today. Um, So tell us a few things about yourself, Melissa. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. Um, My name is Melissa Dyer. I'm the author of uh, Learning to Roar, and I share lessons that I learned about faith and courage and female pride, which is really um, a play on words. So I use female pride as females in relationship, our actual pride, and then also the illustration of how women operate a little bit like a lioness tribe um, and how that all works together with our courage. (laughs) Um, And let's see, I am a wife of more than two decades. I am a mom of almost two decades. I have a son, I have a daughter. I'd say my part of my global pandemic story is (laughs) unfortunately, I had a 2020 high school graduate and now I have a 2021 high school graduate, which is not made for easy um, launching of young adults into the world. Yeah. Or applying to, I feel like I've been applying to colleges for the last three years and doing that completely virtually is mm-hmm. not so fun. So it's a little bit about my story there. I, I have a fur baby. So we did say goodbye to our fur baby of 16 plus years in the fall. His name is Jack. So I had two Jack Russells. Mm-hmm. Our original was Jack and his little friend is Jill. So I still have Jill mm-hmm. and uh, she should really be like an emotional therapy jo- dog. I love her to, I love her and I can be kind of serious or I can be kind of fun, but I would say that most people who aren't in my house don't realize that I, I talk baby talk to my dog. I mean, I really love <laughs> this little girl and we got her because one day I realized that uh, my dog and both my children were all going to kind of be aging out at the same time. And I was like, Oh no, everyone can't leave. So we got Jill and we've never looked back since. So she's fun. Uh, live in South Florida. I've lived, um, a lot of places and had a lot of interesting experience and experiences in life, but I am actually originally from South Florida. I was born in the Florida Keys. So that's pretty unique. Not many people have been or from the Florida Keys and that makes mm-hmm. me a conch. So we have, we <laughs> even have a name for it. Um, and I, I say that with that, so I've kind of had half my life has been on island time mm-hmm. because I had a parent who lived um, in the Caribbean for 10 years. So even when I wasn't living in the islands, I still was visiting the islands. And then I've also lived in major metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. So beltways, beltway cities. Yep. And so I say I have two time zones. I have beltway time and island time. And that's kind of my personality when I'm in um, working on something, a big work project or something like that. 
I kind of go like this really fast and then I can go to the beach and have no words. So I think that taps into my writing life. I get the inspiration when I'm in, in slow down mode and the writing, um, I use the, the work product for that. I have been writing for pretty much all of my life. I just didn't call it writing. So I've been in real estate, but I've written, um, I've been a technical writer. I've written proposals. I've written copy. Mm-hmm. So I've basically been writing professionally for two decades, but this is my first, what I would say, creative project okay. um, in the writing world. And it's been a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I feel you with the, the Beltway life and the not quite island life, but Ohio is pretty slow compared to DC where I lived for a few years. Okay. Um, I'm a nurse and I started travel nursing and I, my first assignment wow. was in Northern Virginia and okay. that's where I met my husband. So we spent six years there and I, I totally understand the beltway life. <laughs> we, um, ran as soon as we could, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, Ohio is a lot slower. And I remember visiting here one time when we were still living out there and I tried to leave like 45 minutes before I had to be somewhere and it was 10 minutes away. My mom said, what are you doing? So we'll be, we need to leave, you know, in case there's traffic. So there's no traffic here. What are you talking about? So. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely understand the two different kinds of, of life. Yes. Um, I wish I was in on an island right now instead of Ohio, but okay. It's getting warmer. We're thawing out. So it's all good. That's awesome. Right. Well, I have a few questions. Great. Um, in chapter one, you talk about you can either change nothing and stay stuck or um, move toward becoming strong and courageous woman you were created to be. And I like that you use like that God created me to be. Because that's part of our mission statement here is, you know, to become who God wanted you to be. Um, so I just love that you made that decision. And I just want to know, you know, do you have any practical tips of how to make that change? How to make that change. So I would say that um, small steps. So I, I think that's really the key. And when, when you're stuck, you, you're kind of going between two places because you need something huge and big and a dream and ins- inspirational mm-hmm. to kind of pull you up and out, give you some kind of um, even more. It's not just motivation and it's not will. It's that you really need to be inspired. Mm-hmm. But the step you need to take is just one tiny step in that direction. Right. Um, and I use that kind of how that has worked out in my life. Like everything I wanted to change began with a small step. So for a lot of time, for a long time, I really pushed against that message. You know, nobody wants that because you're so desperate to see the change Mm -hmm. that the small steps don't feel like it, but the small steps, you do start to feel better about yourself when you know you're being consistent. Mm -hmm. So I take it like this. If I wanted to change my food habits, I used to drink, I don't know, maybe like probably working on about 15 years ago. So if I'm going to say 15 years ago, my coffee in the morning consists of like sweetened creamer and like two tablespoons of sugar. Yeah. So what was my first step? I backed off the sugar. I kept the sweetened creamer. You know, I did that for a while. Well, right now, like my coffee this morning was unsweetened almond milk with my coffee, you know, but that was, it was something I was able to sustain and grow in over a long period of time. So, um, 
I would just challenge anyone listening who's like, I really, I, I want to make a lasting change mm-hmm. is to just give them self a reminder that what's one small step that I know I can do over and over again. Um, kind of like tricks are trying to, that I don't know if you've ever heard, but Jerry Seinfeld for a while, um, when he was trying to develop his comedy and obviously you're talking about someone who's developed mastery. Yeah. He had a calendar and he put an X on the calendar and every day he had to come up with some kind of a joke, write a joke. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that, you know, you're like, I'm building a daily change, something that I can maintain and just say, I'm not going to break that chain. Like today I'm going to do it. And then tomorrow I'm going to do it and just pick something sustainable for a while. And then you'll add, because that is the act of growing your courage Mm -hmm. with your perseverance so that you can do a little bit bigger of something and then take that next step and that next step. So I hope that answered the question. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. And I actually did the same thing. I, I, I call it weaned myself off of all the sugar in my coffee. <laughs> I used to put like six Splenda and some creamer in there and just, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy my coffee, but I had to wean myself off of it because if you just, it tasted terrible black when you go from that much yeah. of your coffee to nothing, it tasted terrible. I was like, I'm never going to get there. So I actually started putting a little bit of cinnamon in it, which is good for you. So, um, yeah, I definitely can drink black coffee. No problem now, which is crazy because a few years ago that never would have happened. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Taking small steps. It's good. Um, in chapter four, I like how you talked about your marriage and that how you had to change. Um, and that led your marriage to changing also. Um, it made me think of a time in my marriage where I was ready to leave my husband because I wasn't happy. And I kind of put that all on him. Like it was his fault that I wasn't happy. Um, so I really love that you call the process you went through weeding because we're talking about blooming faith this month. So it just, it's, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love how I'm God has interwoven so many things in this book club. I, I can't begin to tell you, like he puts books in front of me when we need to have them. And it's just, it's incredible. Um, but can you tell us kind of how that weeding process worked, like how you kind of grew into that? Oh goodness. Um, so I'll use, (laughs) I know, well, I can't, and I'm trying to use something that is, a um, that's practical. You know what I mean? That someone else can understand. So finances was, has always been a hard thing. So I will tell, um, I will tell people. So I've been married for more than 20 years and my husband and I got married young and we added kids in the mix really young and we had no plan. Like we had, we had no marriage mentors. We had no plan. We, you know, we just jumped in. And so I say it's only by God's grace that we've made it. We're very different personality wise. And, um, he came from, so my in-laws have been married for a really long, they have been married for a really long time, mm-hmm. but that definitely wasn't what we wanted, you know, for our marriage, as far as how they've grown together. And I come from a family of divorce and even like multiple divorces on one side, mm-hmm. like that's not good. So we really we didn't have a really good framework. And what started to happen is you, you throw stress in, you throw life in mm-hmm. and everyone is operating, not out of their, their, um, strong and healthy 
and um, just a place where where they're solid with God. Yeah, because life's going, and you have all these external things, and you start now you you're polarized, and you're like now I am I am coping with everything all the time, so the worst of me, and then the the person that God's given you, mm-hmm. and you were you're like this is the other half of me, <laughs> like you're no longer two, you're one thing. And how, yeah. how is that one thing when it's, it's going like this mm-hmm. and um, you're having a hard time working together. So I use the illustration of some finances and money was always hard. Mm-hmm. And here's what it is. I don't want anyone telling me I couldn't like buy a birthday present for someone mm-hmm. or we, um, couldn't celebrate something or we want to go on vacation. It was like, I just looked at him and I would say, he's a billboard of no, everything <laughs> is no. And when I want to, when I want to spend money on something, he's like, we can't afford that or we can't do that. Or tell me why that's financially responsible. And I'm like, I didn't get married to put my entire life on hold for 30 years. When you felt like we had enough money, we could do stuff. So um, in Financial Peace University, I would be the free spirit and he would be like the saver. Mm -hmm. So we did, um, it took time for me to say, the only way this is going to change, like he's like, I want to do Financial Peace University. And I'm like, the only way for us to, to get, you know, to a better place is for me to go through the pain of this process. Because Mm -hmm. what it's going to do is it's going to force us to work together in an area that we continue to have division over because we're both stressed about it and coming to the table and financial peace university, which really good is like every month you have to come and you have to plan your budget. So that means he has to deal with the fact that I said, well, it's a birthday month. Do you know how many birthdays are this month or it's Christmas? Like, yes, the budget's going to peak. And if you're not thinking about that all year long and we're not putting money aside, it's going to be a problem. So it just created a place for us to mediate that tension. Mm -hmm. But I did have to say, like, my kids will even say now, like for a while, I'd say not in the budget, not in the budget. And it, so it required me to submit to, to the budget and do something I didn't want to do required him to say, okay, you can't suck the fun out of life. Yeah. You have to have a plan because which ultimately is very freeing. And I think that's, that's the reality is everything God wants us to go through to get to the life that he uh, desires for us and to reach our dreams, we are going to have to go through something to get there. So it feels like a reduction in freedom, but is actually the pathway to freedom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. My kids hate it when I say like, Nope. That's not an option, but I mean, I think it teaches them like there's priorities. Do you have Mm -hmm. everything you need? Yes. Okay. Well, the stuff that you want isn't always going to happen and that's okay because they don't need all the toys. Right. We have an Amazon wish list for each of the boys so that our family members know what they want for Christmas, birthday, all that stuff. And my son, like almost every night now he prays like, I pray that God will give me everything on my Amazon wish list. I said, no, Yeah. (laughs) that's really not, you know, I mean, we 
I, I don't feel like I was given a great financial education as a kid, like growing up. So I definitely want to instill that in my kids to make wise financial decisions because I got a credit card when I turned 18 and I ran that sucker up in college. Yeah. So, yeah. And I hard. think so too, the, um, to get back to also, um, at a place and some of the things I was talking about in the book in that season of life and our marriage, my, um, like my husband made a profession of faith seven years after we were married. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to get to a place where, you know, you want to so like every week after service, I'd be like, so tell me what you thought about the message. Tell me what, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a certain point, I think where I got to was, um, you know, my job is to work on me and my walk with the Lord. And, um, the more I do that, the more I will, um, ultimately God's provision and protection will be over me. Cause I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Even if other, other people in the relationship are not, you know, working with God to the, to the extent that I am. And I had to say, you know, this is an opportunity for me to, to, get my relationship with God really close. And I can't like, I can't bring everybody with me into that process. Like I need to work Mm -hmm. on myself. Yeah. And that's, um, I am a hundred percent responsible for how I pursue that with God. Yeah. And outcomes are outcomes. You know, Mm -hmm. I am not responsible for all the outcomes. So I do think that, um, it, don't defer, you know, don't defer until you're seeing what you want. Always take the opportunity and say, you know what, God, I, I want to grow with you in this and he'll take care of, he'll take care of other things. Mm. You know, he knows our desires. Right. Yeah. I call myself a recovering perfectionist because I used to try to control every situation. And, um, I just, I mean, I literally had to have a come to Jesus. Like, all right, it's not in my control. It's in your control. I have several examples of that being taught and I'm trying to embrace that, but you know, it's hard to leave those tendencies, but it is, (laughs) it is, I, you know, and it's too, I think when we know something and it's not even, it's not always done in trying, but I found like, I just pray. I'm like, God, help me with this. Like I am really, you know, having a hard time, help me to, to change this. And that I think he's always open to answering those prayers, yeah. you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. His grace is so good. Yes. <laughs> and I'm is. very thankful for it because I've needed a yes. lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in chapter six, um, you talked about a community of women that you joined at your church, which is big on my heart because this is our online community of women. Um, but I like that you said girls compete and women in power. Um, that speaks volumes to me because we, we considered our, our book club, you know, a judgment free zone and mm-hmm. very serious about making rules for that. Like we don't, you know, no one's actually done it, but you know, I don't want anybody attacking each other. I want people to be open and able to share, um, and just support each other and just love each other. We talked about this, our last book discussion actually about, um, you know, lifting each other up and not trying to crush each other on the way to the top. Um, but I just love that you compare your group of women as a pride of lions. And that's part of what you were talking about, like the female pride. Um, so just, 
and it's a very broad question. So just answer however you feel um, you're led to answer, but how would you say that they helped you kind of learn to roar? Um, I think the, the number one thing is seeing women who are, it, it is the, I'm not, I'm not fearful to give away everything that I have. And at the same time, share my own vulnerabilities. So I'd say this, like I found with myself, I would encourage people to do things that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And where I could have grown is gone to someone and say, um, I really love how you do that. And that's something I'd really like to do. Mm. Would you help me do that? So that takes a lot of courage to be really vulnerable mm. um, with someone. And I think it's okay to, um, I think it's just being there and being the one who um, watching women being the, the, at our church, we call it the, be a thermostat, not a thermometer, yeah. but setting the environment and the temperature mm -hmm. that it's like, this is a safe place for you to express what's going on. That's not right for mm -hmm. you to ask for encouragement in those areas. And, um, that builds a lot of intimacy. And I think when you're intimate, and trust can be built, mm -hmm. you can be really strong together because you trust, you know, it's, it's teamwork basically, you know, if you're that whole thing, I think everyone's kind of experienced group project, you get assigned other classmates. You're like, don't give me that one. They're not going to get it done, you know? Right. And then you, you go in and you're like, I want to make sure where it's that that's trust, you know, can I trust you? Are you going to be there for me? If I tell you, I'm having marriage problems. Are you going to judge me? Are you going to immediately like swoop in to say what really all it is, is I'm sharing a vulnerability with you. And could you just be there for me in that? You know, could you hold me up? Could you, you know, it's a, it's a heavy bag. Would you help me hold it? You know, those kinds of things. Um, so I think I've had, uh, I had a really great, um, example of very mature women that I saw them like, wow, they, they can really lean on each other and, and, um, sharpen one another. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, you, you can't be real, you can't be super sensitive. You know what I mean? At the same time, strong women are going to say like, let's not go there mm -hmm. or, um, you know, that's not right. They're going to hold you accountable and which is what we want. I mean, you, you want the people that are going to, um, prop you up in your walk with the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want the people that are going to let you lean, um, in a, in a direction that's leading you away from your, you know, your intimacy with the Lord. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love it. If you don't have it, I say, if you don't have it, build it. Mm-hmm you know, find it, encourage it. Um, yeah. it's worth it. I mean, that's how you grow. That's how you, that, that's how you blossom, you know, in those communities. And when, um, and I'd say even for women in the church, so 
what was strange for me is because I wasn't raised in the church and because I was already like working when I came into the church, I had this thing that I'm like, what is my role, Mm -hmm. you know, as a Christian woman? Like, am I only supposed to be like, you know, is it the, my domestic role? Is that the priority is my work role? So I do think that, um, if you're in the, um, if you're working outside the church, which, you know, I don't kind of say like, you know, secular and because God's everywhere. So, you know, um, wherever you are and just being those kinds of, you know, that, that kind of woman and just make sure you don't bring, um, the, uh, what's being propagated in the culture into your, you know, into your relationships that you're forming, because there is a lot of the competing, it's a scarcity mindset. There is plenty of work and plenty of opportunity for everybody on the globe. There is plenty. Um, and you want to not operate out of that insecurity that if someone else succeeds, then, and it's okay. And that's actually a good thing that jealousy that, that helps you to kind of know what some of the desires in your heart are Mm -hmm. that haven't gotten, you know, you're, you're not either being open with God about that. Mm -hmm. You're not being vulnerable and say, I need to develop that. And that's, that's going to be hard for me to do. So when that happens, uh, just say, that is something I want that, you know, and that's awesome. They're doing it. And they're just going to kind of make me run a little bit harder for that, you know, by, by seeing them growing. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. I, I love, um, at our church, we have a very welcoming, loving group and everyone's ready to jump in and support each other. So it's really, I I haven't ever had that at any other church. So we're very, we're very excited to be planted there and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we are so excited to really dig into this book. Um, we're going to do, um, I, I told you before, you know, we do every Tuesday, we have live discussions, so I, I can't wait to dig in even more. Um, I just have a few quick questions. I told you, you know, you can either be your all-time favorites or your right now favorites. I, I have a really hard time choosing all-time favorites. So if it's just your right now favorite, that's fine. Um, what is your favorite Bible verse? Okay. So Hebrews eleven six is probably my my go-to long-term life verse. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's a verse on faith and the faith chapter without faith, it is impossible to please God because mm-hmm. anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. So I think for me, um, that reminds me, you know, mm-hmm. of coming close to God and he's always going to reward that. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, what is your favorite worship song? So right now, so my, one of my words of the year, my, it's like, I have one major word and then I have like sub words. I have a lot of things going on this year, but, uh, so my major, uh, my dominant theme word is breakthrough this year. Mm-hmm. And there's a great song by passion called breakthrough miracle. So that's a that go-to was, for me right now. That was my word last year. Oh, that's awesome. This year, I just, my word is follow. Like, I just want to follow wherever God's sending me. So be faithful. Oh, that's great. So yeah, I'm going to look up that song. I don't think I've heard it. So I'm going to go look it up. Um, What is your favorite book? Okay. So 
other than the Bible, I know. And I have a lot of books that I like certain things, but the book that I recommend the most Mm -hmm. that I've never had anybody say they didn't enjoy is by Donald Miller. Okay. And um, a lot of people are more familiar with his works, um, Crazy Close or um, Blue Like Jazz, but um, he has a book called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And it is a memoir and he is a brilliant writer. It is not a hard read. It will make you laugh. It will make you cry, but it's about editing your life and how to be, how to learn to live a better story. So um, I've read it a couple of times. I always enjoy it. That's my favorite book. Yeah, I'll definitely have to look that up. That's really good. All right. Well, thank you so much. Where can we find you on social media so we can follow you? Okay. Well, um, my website is melissacdyer.com. And that's only because I think someone else had Melissa Dyer. So (laughs) I don't know about her, but I had to use (laughs) my maiden name, my my initial. So it's melissacdyer.com. And my Instagram is melissacdyer, I think, underscore, mm-hmm. and Melissa Dyer Writer, I think, is my Facebook. So, but if you go to my website, you can connect, connect with me there. And um, in the book, I do, I, part of it is a manifesto on courage, I would mm-hmm. say. And um, so if you're interested, I have a quiz. So there's a, a URL that I put in the book. You can take a quiz and find out your courage persona. You can do that right on my website too. So Okay, cool. I'll link that in this episode too, if anybody wants to go take that quiz. Yes. Well, thank you so much. It's been so great to talk to you and I can't wait for our our listeners to hear this. It's going to be really cool. So I'm excited too. Thanks for choosing my book for your club this month. I'm excited about that. That's great. We're so excited. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of BCS Podcast. We hope you found what you needed in this week's episode and that it blessed you. If you would like to chat more, please join our Facebook group, Book Club Sisterhood. And if you would like to subscribe to our box, go to bookclubsisterhood.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Have a great week, sisters.